Hey there, welcome to Walking Alongside Perspectives, a combination of short monopods as well as some conversations with cool folks covering various topics based on what is going on in the world, focusing on the broader theme of perspectives. As Friedrich Nietzsche said, there are no facts, only interpretations. So let's get into it with this episode. Thanks for being here. Welcome to Walking Alongside Perspectives. Today, we're talking about the school trip. To go or not to go? That is the question. I don't know how many of you went on school trips, band trips, ski trips, grade nine trips. I didn't. It wasn't really in the cards. It was the 80s, my parents had been laid off, and I felt guilty, so I always said I didn't want to go, which was partly true. I also didn't want to miss school, being a super square nerd. So it was mostly a win-win. I realize now that I really should have reconsidered because I'm pretty sure I missed out on some amazing experiences, didn't make memories I should have, and I suppose there's a significant amount of regret. My husband, on the other hand, participated in the 1990 Winter Games in Camrose, did a number of band trips to some really great locations like Calgary, Banff, and Jasper, and wait for it, Peace River, Grand Prairie, and Fort St. John, B.C., He also went to New York in junior high to see a bunch of Broadway shows, and I'm sure that all those experiences factored largely into his decision to do a semester at a university in the Netherlands, Tilburg to be exact. I'm so impressed that he did that, and honestly, not just a little bit jealous. So when we got the news that the school that my kiddo goes to was in the process of planning their annual Quebec trip for the grade nines after two years of a COVID hiatus, I knew I had to go to the information session. I brought my notebook and jotted down the itinerary, even though they were taking minutes that would be sent out to all the parents. I wrote down the suggestions for the fundraising ideas, and I scribbled the tentative costs, already doing mental acrobatics and mathematics, trying to figure out how could we swing this. The list of things they would be doing sounded so amazing, I wanted to go. The sites they would see included many of the highlights of Ottawa, Montreal, and Quebec. Parliament, the courthouse, the Byward Market where they get to go for lunch on their own, the War Museum. And there was this element of vicariousness in my thoughts as I reflected on the times that I had recently just spent there for training sessions for my job, eating at the Byward Market, walking by the parliamentary buildings, noting how ugly our Supreme Court building is, and thinking that my kiddo would be essentially walking in my footsteps. It was kind of cool. And that was just Ottawa. Many of the places they were going in Quebec were where Chris and I had gone on our honeymoon, the Plains of Abraham, the waterfalls at Montmorency, plus a ton of things that we didn't do or see. Ghost tour, Cirque de Quebec. Honestly, I was again a little jealous that I couldn't sign myself up. So I hopped on my bike after the session, pedaled like mad for home, and couldn't wait to tell my kiddo. And at first there was some excitement. But not much time passed before that started to cool, and I mean like blast freezer fast. Part of it was the money. They were concerned about how much it was. I mean, 3500 bucks is no laughing matter for an eight-day trip, but the word on the street, well, at the info session anyway, was that that number could be cut down by something like $800 or $1,500, depending on how diligently you participated in the fundraising. So that got me thinking about all the reasons I didn't go and how I needed to not let my kid think it was about the money. Sort of like that MasterCard commercial and how much all the stuff costs, but how the experience is priceless. And that's what I was telling myself anyway. Turns out that my kid is much smarter than I am because there were some other concerns that had popped up for me at that information session. 
In order to save money, one of the things that needed negotiating was which four kids were going to share a room. Yep, four kids, two queen beds. Now, I'm no prude and I have no real issue with that. And back in 1990, I'm sure it was pretty basic. You, 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 and you. Although I'm sure that it actually really wasn't, it was all just very deliberately binary back then. And now it isn't. And my kid isn't. So how do you navigate that? They go to a Catholic school, so to say that there are some archaic constructs that they need to figure out would be a bit of an understatement. I don't know how they would deal with this in a public school, and absolutely it's tricky. I don't have the answer. I'm pretty sure no one wants their kids coming back from a school trip with genital warts or pregnant, but the reality is that we now also need to consider who they are on so many other levels. Gender expression is just as big a concern as sexual orientation. If there's this element that for some of them is going to be causing potentially a significant amount of anxiety every night for eight nights, how can we really expect them to have fun, get rest, learn anything, and enjoy what is supposed to be a super amazing time? It's been a real journey as we figure all of this out, and this trip has really highlighted the fact that, kind of worldwide I guess, we're not really doing a very good job of being inclusive with things literally as basic as school trips. It's Pride Month. There's a pride parade at my work on Friday, and my department is helping to decorate for the drag show that afternoon, but is it us who are just putting on a show? What are we really doing to make things easier and better for the folks that are trying to figure out who they are and are still debating with whether to come out or whether it's easier and safer to just keep that to themselves? I have to say that I really applaud the kids that are just doing what they need to to be true to themselves. I think they're incredibly brave. And I can only hope that their parents, even if it's hard, and it is, are doing everything they can to make that path a little easier for them. Being 13 is hard enough. Throw in a pandemic and then figuring out where on the spectrum of humanity they fall? Holy crap sticks, Batman. That's next level. So in terms of that trip, we need to sign the form by the 24th of June to decide whether we're committing to go. The more kids go, the more the costs go down. But... I can't make a decision until I'm 100% sure my kiddo is making their decision for all the right reasons. That they want to go. That they want to experience all that there is to experience. That they're okay with being a bit weird in a room full of girls. That they are prepared to flog donuts, pack groceries, collect bottles, or whatever else is on deck for fundraising. Or that they don't want to go and they aren't going. It's the 22nd today. We've talked about it while we've walked the dog and had a good talk. We've talked about it at the supper table. I think I know the way that they're leaning, but there's still time and it can't be my decision. I don't want them to have regret for going or for not going. And that in a lot of ways is what makes this so difficult. Parenting is hard. We want to protect our kids from all that sadness, heartache, disappointment, but this is but one in a long line of tough decisions that they're going to have to make so better to do that now when the stakes are relatively lower. I'm not sure that if I had to do it all over again, I would make the same or a different decision. I think I learned that it's important to have fun, that you can in fact make up the math classes you missed, and that once in a lifetime opportunities come around exactly once in a lifetime. But I also believe that we don't know what the future holds and that maybe there are things that we don't yet know about that are gonna happen at some point that will be just as awesome and maybe fit better and feel more right. No crystal ball, no easy answers. So I guess we just wait and see what they decide. Only time will tell. Whatever they decide though, I will be 100% behind them. Whatever they think about when they look back on it from the wisdom of several more turns around the sun, that chapter two is still to be written. But again, by them, not me.
Thanks for listening. Hope you join me again for the next episode. Thanks for listening. If you have ideas for a topic or even better, a perspective to share, I would love to hear them and share them, ideally in a conversation with you. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and throw a comment my way or share with friends. For better or for worse, we're all in this together. We have exactly one world to share, so let's make it the best one it can be. Until next time, take good care. Ciao for now.